Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2019 with me, Harriet Minter. This is the show that holds out hope that one day a biochemist with a good heart and a strong exit line game will be more attractive to a 21-year-old man-baby than a supermodel with a heart of stone. The show where we believe in the power of one Irish goddess to change the way a generation thinks about women and sex. And a show where no one will ever judge you for briefly entertaining the thought that maybe, just maybe, lace trousers in 35 degree heat might not be the brightest of ideas. Yes, this is the show for anyone who loves Love Island, but is also old enough to be the parent of every contestant in there. It's been a week of cuts in the villa, with no cut crueler than the decision of Danny to dump Yoande in favour of Arabella. Thankfully, Yoande is a woman who understands the power of a good hex, and here she is saying her parting words to Danny. I hope you enjoy your time in the villa, what comes around goes around, and have a nice life. This week, in honour of Yuanda, we're getting serious with the science and bringing in one woman who knows more about matchmaking than all the Love Island producers put together. It's Charlie Lester, founder of the Over 50s dating app Lumen. Hello, Charlie. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Now, I know that the age difference between Lumen and the villa is a little bit different, but do you see dating patterns repeating in real life that show up in the villa? Yeah, I mean, in reality, I would say people in their 50s and 60s dating is genuinely no different to teenagers <laughs> dating. That We definitely need to get that at this start. What's something that's actually more interesting is the older you get, I think the younger your dating patterns um, become because people in their 50s and 60s don't want to find marriage. They don't want to have kids. They literally this is just true. Want... They just want to hook up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Can I give... This is what I like to give my favourite stats of all time, which is that uh, the highest rate and increase of STIs is among the over 60s. Yeah, so I've literally just come from Glastonbury where I've been handing out condoms to over 50s. <laughs> Safe sex, here and in the villa. Um, so, thank you for coming to join us this week. First thing I really want to talk about is Danny, Yawande, Arabella. Um, and specifically, let's start with the Danny to Yawande, my head will not be turned. And then 30 seconds after Arabella walks in, he's done a complete 180. Now, the girls in the villa really thought that he had deliberately lied to Yuande about his feelings. Do you think that he did, or was he just playing the game? Or is this just dating, which is you just have to be really enthusiastic if you want to get somebody to actually go out with you? I don't know. I mean, I think, 
I didn't feel like he was that disingenuous. I, I didn't feel he was inv- as invested in her as he was saying he was because the, the promises he was making yeah, were big. huge, weren't they? But I think she had quite a large wall. And yeah. so I think he was trying to get her to, to, to drop that wall by saying, look, you know, I really like you. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to turn my head, which I hate that expression. That and the connection, right? They're the two always yeah. overused phrases. But, I mean, he kept saying it, he kept saying it. Um, and, and you can understand why she had such a wall built up. I mean, she was she was really worried about rejection, which is why she was taking her time, which is why she yeah. was, you know, and, and her friends were trying to encourage her. And then look what happened. I thought her exit was unbelievably classy. I was like, this is how we should all take being dumped, really. It was beautiful. It was like, I'm going to leave you with a really harsh, cutting, but calm final line. And then her beautiful line about, you know, if your heart's been broken, you know you've been loved. Um, I think her reaction was that reaction that we all want to have when we're dumped. And we normally, I don't know about her, normally I would have been like crying. (laughs) I I wouldn't have been put together enough to come out with those lines. And they were brilliant. And and also she didn't give him any opportunities. She's like, oh, I'm really sorry. It was a really hard decision. Come on, mate. Like you've been literally saying to her, no, no, you're all the way, no. And I like that because she didn't really give him the screen time that he was trying to get from that yeah. situation. Um, no, I thought she was brilliant. And I also love um, the reactions I've seen on Twitter where people were watching her Instagram live when Arabella left Villa. <laughs> Amazing. I know. Go on his Instagram live. We didn't see it. It was basically... She was just saying, she was like, what goes around comes around. Told you. It was just fantastic. Um, there was... So the other thing that came up on Twitter a lot was this idea that... Um, for black women dating is harder and we've definitely seen that in the Love Island villa and I read some stats that said actually dating apps show that too is that from your dating app experience do you see that? I mean we don't have specific stats on race it's a, because the way that Lumen works um, you can talk to anyone so we don't have yeah. matching stats but I do know from other data dating apps for, like historically for the last 10 years um, apps like OkCupid which do um, you know, mm-hmm. we, um, they, they show a lot of their, their data they talk about things like um, race and how it affects your um, your popularity on dating apps and um, historically black women have the least attention from men yeah. and Asian men get the least attention from women um, and then uh, by contrast it's it's Asian Asian women who get the most attention and white men who get the most attention this makes me think I don't think we've ever had an Asian man in Love Island no. No, I can't think of any. And it's um, what frustrates me, to be completely honest, is I think you do interviews with these people, right? So why... And, and, and people have types, and that's absolutely yeah. fine to have a type. And, you know, uh, but just interview people and say, who are you attracted to? Which which of these supermodels are you attracted <laughs> to? You know, yeah. oh, Naomi Campbell, okay. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there, you don't have to be as overt as saying, you know, are you attracted to black people or white people? But if someone describes their type as a black person yeah. or a white person, well, let's make sure there's enough people in the villa that it genuinely is fair, because... People have questioned in the past why they don't have gay people in the villa, for example. And the whole point is that, well, if you're if there's one or two gay people and then everyone else is straight, well, you're limiting their pool of people they can yeah. match with. Well, by the same token, if you're just if it happens that you're not attracted to super tall people or short people, you know, yeah. surely you think the whole reason that they that they pick these yeah. people is that there's is equal opportunity that they've got two or three people they're going to be attracted to in the villa. And I actually really felt with Danny, and I don't know if this was just me reading too much into the situation, but I felt with Danny when he walked in, he kind of knew that Yuanda was single, he knew Amber was single at that point, and so he went for them. But the first thing he said was, oh, Molly May is really a bit of me. And I was like, well, this is really interesting, because you've just asked out two women who physically are very different, and actually personality-wise, because Molly May, bless her, has 
zero personality and both your one day and Amber have a lot. Um, so you fast touch women who are very, very different because you know they're single and because you know they're available. Well, and also because you know that people like them. Yeah. Which, which I think was my only concern when he came in and went straight for you on day. Mm. You know, because um, we've seen this in the past, like last, was it like two years ago with Montana? Yeah. When, when the guys would do that, they knew that Montana was popular in the, in the, in the house. They knew she was popular outside the house. Yeah. Until the end. Um, and so they would, they would kind of zero in on them. And it, and it makes you, I, I always feel a little bit cynical when someone does that. Yeah. But I also think, I mean, I do think people have, most people have types and, I, and that's absolutely fine. There's lots of science behind why we find yeah. certain types of faces is attractive for example but if you've got a type it does sound really strange to to, to go for people who are such polar opposites yeah mm, Danny didn't like him uh, he's still there though obviously he hasn't left Arabella has left yes <laughs> were you quite happy about this I was definitely in the team that was tweeting <laughs> names that were not her own name on Twitter I love I, I, they were so funny there were whole lists of people using different names for her because they don't want to give her the respect of using her real name why do you think she generated so much hate because it is a game right you have to go in and if you like someone you have to go for them why particularly was everyone so angry at Arabella for it? Well, I mean, the producers will have something to do with it because the only conversations we ever saw that she had with Danny were about you one day. Like, they literally had no other conversations. So there was nothing for us to attach... She didn't have a personality as far as we were concerned. Yeah. She just was in there stirring. And maybe that's not the case, but all the clips we were seeing with it went like that. Yeah. I also think just the way she went about stuff. I mean, fair play, the girl has chutzpah, but <laughs> that I have never met anyone that is. And I'm quite outspoken. Like, she would go in, you know, and just, I mean, to say to someone you've met a day ago, well, actually, Danny's been telling me this, this, and this, and this about you. Yeah. That's, I mean, it breaks all forms of girl code. But it just was so brutal, I think that you I always put myself in the situation and I'm like would I react like that how would I feel if someone said that to me yeah. and I think a lot of women seeing that yeah. were like wow yeah <laughs> I agree and there's a sort of unspoken rule in the villa which is it's okay to go after someone but you kind of have to talk to their other half about it and we'll talk about somebody else who's been breaking that code as well um and I felt like watching Arabella Arabella I was like you really you do not care you do not care and you also are deliberately kind and you know Danny is a human being. He makes his own decisions, but I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think he's the sharpest knife in the box. And I felt like she was deliberately kind of pushing some of his feelings and manipulating him a bit. She was really using him like a puppet, I think. Yeah. And, and that also made me think, she doesn't really like him. She just knows that he's her best chance of staying in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, which, when you're coming in as a later contestant, that has to be in their mind, right? They want, yeah. they want as much airtime as possible. So how do you get, how do you get that? Well, you partner with someone who seems a little bit weak, maybe, and yeah. you can manipulate. And um, I think it was interesting what you said about she doesn't care what they think. And that, and I think that's a really marked divide with the girls in the house. And we've had this before with Lucy, where she was saying, oh, I'm not a girl's girl. And we can talk about that in a bit, because <laughs> I think, yeah, last night's episode yeah. showed that even more. But um, this idea of being a girl's girl and a, and a girl who only has guy mates. Now, I'm a girl with a lot of guy friends, and I also yeah. have girl friends. I, to, you know, these women say, oh, I don't really have female friends. And I think you guys, you chatted about this on the podcast before, this idea yeah. of kind of unconscious misogyny. And I think that's really true. I think this, um, and you see that with Arabella. Like, Arabella didn't care what any of those women in the house thought about her. She yeah. was solely fixed on getting Danny. Um, 
And I think that Lucy is very similar to that. And, and actually, it's interesting. And I know, I know you love Maura, and I love Maura for lots of reasons. Love Maura. But Maura, the three girls that hang around together, or now yeah. two because Arabella's yeah. gone, um, <laughs> Arabella, Lucy, and Maura are the only three that have kind of said those things about, like, well, you know, I only hang around with guys. Or, yeah. you know, and, and I think it was really interesting looking at the kind of the row that then developed with, with Amy and, mm. and, and Amber, who were very much girls, girls, and were, were you know, yeah. they, were, they, were, they were trying to be supportive of their friend. They were really angry that their friend got played by him, which yeah. she did. She lowered her guard, and then he messed her around and said, did all the things he'd been telling her he wouldn't do. And yeah, they were quite childish in their reaction, but the way they reacted was really having their friends back. And it was really interesting, because um, it did become like, one side of the villa versus one side of the villa, really. You know, you saw this, um, Maura, you know, Maura and Lucy, the only two really backing up Arabella. And I think it was a real divide of the girls' girls and the girls who say they only have boyfriends. Yeah. Um, and Twitter reflected that. Like, guys were responding to, to Amber and, and Amy saying... Amber and Anna. Sorry, Amber and Anna, sorry. Um, saying... Yeah, they're bullies. They're they're bullying they're they're bullying the others and oh you know, poor poor Arabella. Whereas most women I was seeing were like, Yes, that's you know, look they've got her that's back. That's the reaction. But, yeah, that's the reaction I want from my girlfriends. And I think that's really I mean I think that says it all. Like that that's why there were there were girls in this world who only have guy friends, because women clock on that they're that they're not nice people yeah. and that what they're doing is a little bit duplicitous, but men don't see it. And it's so interesting that, that you could see that on Twitter. So the other thing I thought was interesting, just looking at male female friendship dynamics was you know, the girls, when they were deciding which boy they were going to get rid of, they got rid of the boy that had been nasty to their one of the girls. Yeah. You know, they literally said to Tom, we're getting rid of you because you did not behave well in a situation with a girl. That's it, you're done. And the boys, entirely correctly in my opinion, um, picked Arabella and sent Arabella home because she hadn't bonded with the boys. And I thought that's really interesting that to me was just like an interesting kind of idea of it, which was for the girls, it was about, no, you hurt one of our friends, so you're out of here. Even though Maura is not a close friend of theirs. And for the boys, it's like, you haven't made enough time for us. It's gone. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting in that was Michael's, not Michael's, uh, Danny's reaction to it, whereby they went out for a beer and Danny was like, I hate to say this phrase, it is what it is. Um, and was like, I'm not going to hold it against any of you. Though he did go on about it for a little bit before yeah. he said that, I did think. He was, I mean, he, was, he didn't let it go. Moore's reaction was brilliant, wasn't it? She went up straight to Michael, thank you. I mean, I thought that was brilliant. Um, I thought what kind of redeemed, because I know that people giving Amber a lot of stick for being childish, and I yeah. think what redeemed her, the clips that you saw of her debating, she didn't once say Danny. Yeah. Um, and she didn't push that at all, even though she could have quite easily yeah. said, look, you know, he's come in and he's been really nasty in this villa. Yeah. She didn't even touch that. And actually, Michael was the one that we saw defending Arabella. So it wasn't yeah. like they were like, oh, she, you know, she screwed over our friend, we're now going to get get rid of that couple. I thought that was really good. I thought that kind of was testament so to So you them. made some interesting points uh, when we were talking before about how Jordan and Michael behaved when Anna and Amber kind of went after Danny a bit. Tell yeah. me about that. So I thought that was really interesting. So remember when they were basically, when they were rowing, when they're on the day bed, and they see um, Danny and Arabella kiss five yeah. metres away from them. Oh, just go up on the balcony. Like, come on. It was so childish. Um, and then Anna's reaction was that kind of, okay, I'm done now, bye, bye, yeah. bye, which was really childish and kind of reminds you that, as you said, we are pretty much old enough to be their parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she was sitting on Jordan's lap and Jordan, like, he tucks under his breath, pathetic, 
And then he goes, childish, you're being childish. And she's still talking, and everyone is around them, really close around them, childish, you're being childish. And, I mean, she spoke to him afterwards about it, but for my, for me, she didn't speak to him strong enough. If that had been me, I would have dumped him immediately, literally. Yeah. I mean, I found that really awful to watch. I thought he was... I get that she was being childish, but the way he did it was so awful. Like, just take her to one side afterwards and just say, do you not think you're a bit childish? I mean, if he really likes her, you wouldn't do that in front of people. There's something about... When you're in a couple, either in the mirror or in real life, you're in a team. Yeah. And that's your teammate. Yeah. And yeah, maybe at that point your teammate is being a bit of a dick and you wish they would shut up, but you're st- they're still your teammate. He could have tapped her arm up. or something, right? He could have yeah. done something really streetly, like tap her arm, like, come up, okay, calm down. Like, yeah. even actually, if you said calm down, that's yeah. a lot different to pathetic, you're being childish. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, not, that's not how you speak to your partner. No. Um, and then the complete contrast. I mean, and it, I, it, was, it, was, it was in reference to something else, but then we saw Michael and Amber having a conversation where yeah. she'd been a bit childish again. And, and, yeah. And, and the complete contrast of that conversation, I just thought... Yeah. I mean, it, I think Michael is older than Jordan, and it was probably testing yeah. to his maturity too, but it did make me think... Oh, you know, throughout Love Island so far, Michael has been sort of my good egg. Like, and I think that he I'm a big fan of Michael. Him. Yeah, I think he's just a really nice man, yeah. and I think he's really smart. And I think quite often those you see that smart. So you see it in the fact that actually he didn't get phased in the very beginning when nobody was picking him. He was like, so "Okay, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to meet some people. I'm going to take my time." He didn't get phased by Amber being a bit kind of like, oh, you look like a man who's going to break my heart. Uh, back off. There's a level of kind of calmness and maturity to Michael I think does only come, not always, but largely comes with age, where you've just seen a lot of stuff and it's not going to phase you. Also comes with being a firefighter, probably. Um, Can I just say that in Sterling's jokes about him being a firefighter <laughs> crack me up so much. The stuff like, you know, tra- trade an oil fire. We're now learning a lot about how to treat fires. <laughs> the other one that I love that you think it's making all the time is you go to Curtis, the professional ballroom dancer. <laughs> I really enjoy that. So the other big thing I can't pass this podcast episode without talking about because I love her so much and I just want to talk about it all the time is... Maura, and specifically Maura and her brief dalliance with the knitting pattern model that was Tom. I mean, <laughs> he looks like something like a 1970s knitting pattern, doesn't he? Uh, and, this, he's, and he's as boring as a ball of wool. He's so boring. This is the moment when I went from thinking Tom was just really boring to believing he was a total dick, and in which Maura shows us how we treat any man who disrespects us. Yeah, I'm not overthinking it, yeah. but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if she is all mouth or not. What did you just say to them? No, why? What did you just? Just then. Yeah. Be interested to see if you're all mouth or not. That's a dickhead comment. I'm not bringing him to the hideaway. What? At all. So, Charlie, we heard there Tom's <laughs> ridiculous comment when he found out he was going to the hideaway with Mora. I was so furious when I heard him say that. I wanted to punch him. What did you feel about him? I just thought, it just summed up this idea of when women start talking about their sexuality, right? That it automatically makes them sluts. And I mean, I have to say, I don't think everything that Maura's done is is correct. I think sometimes she goes too far. I think think it's really interesting if you look at what Maura does and you you 
think if that was a guy, would that be acceptable? Yeah. Fanny flutters. If someone said to you, yeah. I'm hard, two, yeah. two minutes into talking to them, you'd be like, you're gross. Yeah. Um, they also, when she was in bed with Tommy, pinning him down with kisses, yeah. again, I was like really uncomfortable watching that. But this time I was so team Maura because, and, and she did it so well, this idea that, do you know what? I'm not, no. And we're not getting in the hideaway. The only thing that upset me, she should have gone in the hideaway on her own or with one of the girls yeah. and drank the champagne and gone in the hot tub and just had a nice night's nice sleep. Time. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought she was spot on. I mean, because he was just trying to be a lad. I mean, I, and, I, and I think, again, it's that immaturity thing. It would be so interesting to see whether if you did Love Island with 35-year-olds, whether yeah. we would get this kind of stuff. Because I think he was just trying to perform to those boys. But it... I mean, she was she was so good. And, and we were talking about it the next day at work. Like, literally, we end up... And there was one of our teammates doesn't watch Love Island. And because of that clip, she now watches Love Island, which I thought was brilliant. So it really reminded me of... Um, for those of you who've been with Love Island for a while, season four... I think season three or four with Camilla and Johnny where Camilla says we should all be feminists and Johnny's like, what? You're a feminist? Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to pay for dinner or whatever it was he said. Um, And that was the moment that I got into Love Island and seeing this, I was like, it's not quite as extreme and I suspect Maura probably has has an issue with the word feminist. She's not perfect. Um, But seeing that really made me... I was like, this is what I really want to go and teach young girls. I want to go and teach young girls that actually, even if you really like a guy, and even if you, all your friends are coupled up and you're feeling really single and you think, oh, well, this guy likes me and okay, well, he's quite nice and he's quite fit and he's quite a good kisser. So if he does not behave in a nice manner, it's okay to just be like, nope, done with you, out of here. And also that idea, I mean, it's actually, it's kind of, it's interesting, is it? Because it almost touches on consent, right? Like, mm. she had agreed to go in a bedroom with him on one-on-one with him yeah. right up until that point, And then he said something and she's like, no, no, it's over. And it's and no matter how many times you come back and say, well, actually, let, come on, let, yeah. come, on come on. No, I'm done. Yeah. I'm brushing my teeth and I'm going to bed. And it also really showed what I think. We talked a lot about gaslighting with Jo. Um, and I, for this, for me, this instance showed what I think of as that, constant low level gaslighting that women are women that and some men but women are exposed to a lot which is in the nicest possible way boys men being caught in a lie and denying they've lied about it and because he denied it immediately didn't yeah. he and he literally, she literally heard him and then and then he went no i didn't say anything oh no my favorite thing was he said, she heard she heard him he's like i didn't say anything he's like oh i said this and he's like no the boys said this like, you yeah. literally just said that you have said it and now you're telling her she's crazy yeah. for not listening to you. Well, and then he turns around after begging her forgiveness, turns yeah. around, what, 24, 40 hour, 48 hours later and starts picking at her personality to Jordan and yeah. saying that she's too much and all these things that clearly weren't an issue when you thought you were going to get laid. Yeah. And the concept of women being too much really annoys me. I feel like that's a message that women get a lot, that we are too loud, you must be quieter, you must be calmer, you must be sweeter in order to be attractive to, attractive men. to men. And I feel like the villa gives that message a lot. You know, full credit to the boys. They kept Maura in rather than Arabella because they were like, nope, she's more fun. But none of them want to date her. Yeah, And yes, she would be a handful and it would be exhausting. And you would probably be picking her up from A&E a lot. Um, but <laughs> yeah, there's this kind of thing which is like, she's great fun as a mate, but we'd much rather go out with something that's... Something, that's not a word, but someone who is calmer and quieter and sweeter 
100%. At uni, at uni, I definitely remember feeling like I had too much personality to yeah. attract any of the men I went to uni with. They wanted a Stepford wife who they could tuck under their arm and who yeah. would pretty much echo their personality on everything. Actually, this really reminds me, one of my friends that I was at uni with, we had something that she called Charlotte, and we used to call it the Charlotte Effect, which was, and she is just this beautiful person, not to say that she's like sweet and calm and nice and quiet, she is all those things, but she's also a fantastic personality. Um... But because she's very calm and she's very sorted and there's nothing kind of, you know, you never have to worry about her. Um, and men would literally, like, no no men ever kind of just fancied her. They were full-on in love. Like, that was it. They either didn't get it at all or that they wanted to marry her. They thought she was their, their future wife. And it's really interesting looking back on it now, which was, I think, for them in a kind of space where... I guess you're a young guy and you're kind of coming into maturity and you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to behave a certain way and to be able to pull these women. She felt very safe and that felt like a, something you can fall in love with. And I think we see that occasionally in the villa as well. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair um, well, I think when you look at Curtis, I mean, it is, you know, it's very interesting, isn't it? Who did he pick? He picked someone who he thought was like a safe card mm, on day one. Totally who would be did. loved by the nation and maybe no, isn't so much maybe now. Not so much. And I loved that... Did you... I think there was a bit where Curtis talks about how he had at one point slid into Arabella's DMs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also his creepy reaction when she landed in the house. I mean, yeah. the whole taking the glasses off and the hat off. Like, <laughs> just run back inside and be like, there's someone in the garden. <laughs> I sometimes feel Curtis, like, moves as though he's constantly in a West End musical, even though he hates musicals. Maybe this is but As you have said him. before, and I agree, he is acting. Do you think? I, think? I think he's going to get lots of acting roles off the back of this. <laughs> just there's something disingenuous about it and even last night when they when the boys went to the villa and then he did that awkward toast where it's like it's so good to be here with you oh, and it's and and he's so awks he is so awks and i loved it for the first two days and then i can't it would be like living with a magic eight ball that you shake all the time that comes up with really rubbish inspirational chat it's so weird love it Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, 
Got a text. We've got a text or WhatsApp group or Twitter or somebody's in our DMs. So very excited. Somebody slid into my DMs this week. Very excited. It wasn't Curtis. <laughs> it wasn't Curtis. No. Uh, it's undercover listener Elizabeth Nash, and she wanted to point out something we've just been talking about. Actually, all the connections that the Love Island has. Love Islanders have between each other before they get into the villa. So she points out that both Lucy and Arabella dated last year's Islander Charlie. Charlie and Danny are friends in real life. So potentially Arabella and Danny already knew each other. Um, she said it feels like everyone kind of already knows someone in some way. And, and my favourite moment for Lucy actually was when Lucy admitted to stalking Arabella on Instagram. So that's very relatable. Um... But Elizabeth asks, can we be invested in the show when we know they're not really strangers to one another? I think we can. I think I probably want to see a little bit more, if that's the case, then just be a bit more upfront about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to know if Danny and Arabella had met in, in the past, because yeah. if they have, then then you're like, okay, they are actually acting. I mean, yeah. I think, I, I, like, like yeah. Lucy's reaction was genuine, the fact that, okay, I haven't met you before, but I, I am aware of who you are. And <laughs> yeah. we had it with Sharif, didn't it? Didn't we? Right at the start with Anna. Oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> it's absolutely fine, right? It's a big difference between following someone on Instagram and yeah. having an idea that you fancy them yeah. to actually having met them because they dated your mate. That's yeah. a bit weird. And there is a pool of kind of, um, like, personal trainers, fitness models, Instagram influencers who all move in a similar circle and they are the kind of people that producers are picking from. And I think, I mean, I think that's the reality of life, right? I mean, I, since I've kind of became a journalist, I like uh, people you've had on this, yeah. on this podcast, I know them too, right? There's, it's quite a small, London yeah. is a small world. And actually if you work as a journalist or you work in the dating space, yeah. you know everyone. So I can see that you, you can't, no one lives in a vacuum. And I think that's, that's not unreasonable to expect. I think what they will need to make sure doesn't happen is that what happened in Love Island, Australia, where they all had like, they were all in relationships outside, you know, the, the winner came out and then married his long-term girlfriend or something with the money. And you're like, what? Yeah, there is a bit where I'm like, I definitely need you to actually be single because I want to believe in it. Um, and then on Twitter from the fabulous Yomi Adagoki, she says, I've been really thinking about, I've been really thinking it through with Lucy's behaviour. They're completely lacking in self-awareness. Lucy would watch behaviour like hers on TV and say it wasn't wrong. She's mad with no one to tell her. I don't like her. I really don't like her. And I haven't liked her from the start. I I know that Joe acted weirdly. Mm. I think, and I'm guessing we're going to talk about this in a second, yeah. her behaviour last night with Tommy, I think, says it all. And I think, I think she's, she's very clever, right? She turns on the waterworks when she needs to. Yeah. I think the situation with Amy, when they fell out, they fell out just before the wedding dressing, didn't they? But then she, I remember her saying, she was like, no, I was going for Amy during the wedding dress yeah. fight. And somehow that turned around to everyone bullying Lucy. And I'm like, come on, wait a second. Like, yeah. I mean, I think she, she, uh, I think she's, she's quite calculating. Again, I don't have any male friends. Uh, sorry, I don't have any female friends. And yet now she's saying that she's, you know, oh, I could, I could never, you know, please don't tell Molly May because she's a good friend of mine. Um, and then she's obviously was good friends with Arabella and Maura. Yeah. So, it just doesn't add up. I think, for me, there's a lack of consistency there that makes me think, mm, I don't really trust you. Yeah. I agree. So this is a little clip here of Lucy telling Tommy how she apparently feels about him. I know I've said friendship, that's that. But I know there could be something more. I know we are good friends. I trust you with 
what I'm saying. Yeah. I hope you don't tell Molly because obviously she's my good friend. So Lucy had a chance to get with Tommy. He made it really clear at the beginning that she could have done. And she didn't. She chose Joe. I think because she kind of thought cheeky Essex guys do really well on Love Island, which they do. Um... And also, also, he looked like a surfer. I thought it was such a bizarre reason for coupling up. He's not a surfer. He's a sandwich maker. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think she chose Joe because she knew that Molly May would keep Tommy in the villa because mm. it was it was if she hadn't if she'd picked Tommy, um, wasn't it was it when a Callum went out? Yes. It was. I think Molly would have picked Joe. Uh, yeah. Or sorry, Molly would have Molly would have picked Callum and Joe yeah. would have gone home, so she would have lost her option. For me, that felt a little bit more calculated. Yeah, I um, agree. I think. I think this is the, the events of last night where, you know, where, where Molly, sorry, where, where, where Lucy, sort of, as we've just heard. Yeah. Um, I think that really shows another light on the situation with Joe, where everyone was saying, you know, he's gaslighting her, he's manipulating her, he's been controlling her. There were elements that were wrong with, with the way that Joe behaved with her, but I do think this just shows there was some validation, right? He, it, she wasn't just guy friend, uh, just just friends with with Tommy, and it and it is really upsetting because you should be able to just be platonic friends with someone. Oh, I absolutely agree, and I get really annoyed when people say men and women can't be friends because I absolutely think they can, and I think also that you can have a friend of the opposite sex or the same sex if you're gay, um, who you are find attractive, and you don't act on it. Like that's you find them attractive, you think they're a nice person, they're good looking, how great, but they're not yours to go for or you know that actually it probably wouldn't work or whatever the moment has passed um i think we all have kind of friends like that who at some point in our friendship history were like oh maybe and then the moment passes and it's gone i i think i think you might have talked to, to kate about this a few episodes ago where the, the the most frustrating thing for me is when you have a platonic friend who's of the opposite sex and you see them as a platonic friend and then they get a girlfriend and then they just drop you yeah and that for me is like well actually am i your friend is the issue that your girlfriend doesn't trust me with yeah or is it that actually you kind of fancy me and now you've got a better option who fancies you back so you yeah. don't need me and that really angers me because I've got loads of male friends and I like being friends with boys in the same way I like being friends with girls. Yeah. I think there were, you know, I think Lucy did mention this and that was one of the few things I agreed with her very early on. She explained that, you know, there were different, like what girls respond differently to stuff that boys yeah. do and actually I think it's, I think it's quite healthy. Balance. Yeah. But it really upsets me, this kind of fake platonic stuff and she just showed it, right? She showed that she has fancied him the whole time and that kind of really angered me and then tried to turn around like she was doing the honourable thing by doing it really quietly and I thought, so this upset me because I think there are so many women I always say so many so many women and men out there who go I can't have my other half being friends with somebody that potentially they could ever possibly fancy or who might ever possibly fancy them because something will happen and when you have behaviour like Lucy showed which is somebody who goes oh actually maybe I could fancy I'm just going to put it out there like Lucy you made a big deal about how you were friends you know you if you'd said, you know what, I really liked him and I missed my chance, but it's okay because he's with Molly May now and I'm letting it go, I might have had more sympathy for her, but she didn't. She's like, no, we are friends. I feel nothing for him. It's well, dead. And, and so she's earned Molly May's trust. Yeah. I know, and made it look almost like if Molly May were to try and say something, then yeah. she would be in the wrong by stopping her boyfriend or her partner, yeah. whatever they are, half-boyfriend. Half half-boyfriend. Um, from... <laughs> um, from spending time with her to then turning it around to being like, well, actually, I've basically been laying the foundations for this all along. 
I don't like it. I just, I, I, I just think she's quite duplicitous. I don't know. I don't know how intentional it is. Yeah. But I think, I think she's used to playing that game with guys. I think this is why she's, a, yeah. you know, she's only friends with guys because yeah. she. I think, I think, you know, look at both her and Arabella. They're extremely attractive women, yeah. and I think they play on that. I think that they know they get attention from men, and it's quite, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've got a guy here who is hot, and let's keep this this guy around. Yeah, see what I'm making about. Um, the thing, <laughs> the thing I just wanted to touch on as a side note that I did really enjoy, and I have been quite quite critical of Molly May for having absolutely zero personality, but yesterday she did impress me when uh, Tommy said to her, "I'm going to tell you about the Lucy thing, but you can't talk to her about it." She, I promised I wouldn't mention it, and so Molly May was like, "I'm not going to say. I know you spoke to my boyfriend and say." If you spoke to my boyfriend, what would you say? <laughs> I was like, that was, I was, that's very clever, Molly May. You get kudos for that. Can we, while we're on the subject of Molly May um, and Tommy, can we just address the date on the horses? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so there's an interesting thing around dating, right? Which is, I think there is something very attractive about somebody taking you on a date where they get to show off a skill they have. You know, we are like, oh my gosh, I'm going out with this person. They're an amazing artist, or they're a fantastic swimmer. Um, but I just feel that that skill should never ever be horse riding. Well, and not when you've got two men leading your horses, like your three-year-old children. Like you're on donkeys at the beach, they, isn't it? That was exactly how it looked like. And then, oh my god, when Tommy started singing, I was just like, I'm out. I think that's been the most cringeworthy moment of Love Island so far for me. Oh, bless him. That poor pony is never going to recover. So it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. Heroes. I'll start with the hero. So actually my hero of the week is Tommy. I feel like Tommy has been a genuinely good guy throughout the week. And I would almost make Michael my hero of the week for that thing, but I expect that behaviour from Michael. And honestly, Tommy is a 20-year-old, really good-looking bloke. I did not expect him to be as good a guy as I think he has shown himself to be this week. So I think he behaved really honourably with Maura. And I think he also behaved really honourably with Molly. I think he felt like... And Lucy. So I felt like he let Lucy down really gently, but was really clear with her. He didn't give her a, oh, you know, I'm with Molly and I really like her, but who knows? He was like, no, I've made my decision, I'm with Molly. And I thought that was really impressive. And I thought he was really kind to Molly. He was like, look, this has happened. Don't get upset about it. It's not a big thing. It's in this container. I've dealt with it. I'm going to manage it like this going forward. We're all good here. And, and he stressed to her, look, I'm not going to spend the time I was spending with her before. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's changed for me. And what I did actually like, and I know we all laugh about Curtis, the, um, the psychotherapist <laughs> that they snuck into the villa. But I really appreciated that he got Curtis and not to say oh my god this has happened let's have a gossip yeah. about it he was like uh, and it really surprised me when the first question he asked was oh, the reason I want to talk to you is not because I fancy Lucy or anything like that but I want to talk to you should I tell Molly I feel like I'm hiding it from Molly and if it if the tables were turned I would want her to tell me and I thought that was amazing that for me was one of the best sentences that a boy has said on Love yeah, Island very well done this week Tommy big round of applause your hero of the week. Would you go Tommy as well? Um, so um, I'm going to say Michael. I was, um, and, and it's kind of, but, I, but it really was. Until until last night it was 100% Michael. And then last night I was like, oh, Tommy, you've done really well. But I do think Michael deserves mention. I think we expect too much from him. He's like yeah. he's like the A-star student in the class that you never yes. give the class prize to. Because you're like, well, you're just so much 
better than the others anyway. Um, I think he's brilliant. I, I think during the Tom and Maura argument when um, Maura was hiding behind the wall, he almost fell out of the bed because he was trying to gesticulate to Tom to just stop talking and she's outside listening. To, and it just, that was comedy gold for me. And I just think he's a great person I think yeah he's that calming influence in the villa he's very mature they need that they need yeah. you know they need that older voice he's just a good egg and also I really like that he was really honest with Danny about what he thought about his and Arabella's relationship so the rest of the boys kind of went look you know she didn't really contribute much to the villa we went there into but Michael really went there and was like and also being honest mate she's 28 she's gonna want to get married and have babies pretty soon you're 21 it's not gonna work outside the villa let it go and I thought that was really, you know, I felt that that was him being really honest about why for him he'd made that choice. That was nice. Villains of the week. Who is your villain this week? Am I allowed to say a naughty word? Yes. Arabella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's awful. <laughs> and I literally clapped the television when she got voted out. I just, that was TV karma. <laughs> it really was. I I agree. I did not like her. I felt she really, she just really didn't think about how how to behave in a kind way. I, there is a lot to be said for actually just being a kind person. You can be a kind person and still have goals. You can be a kind person and still take down other people, but you can do it in a kind way. And I don't think she did at all. Well, and and I, and I actually think it was so much sweeter that the villa voted her out, and that it was the mm. it was the men, right? It wasn't the yeah. women. It was the men of the villa that voted her out, and she didn't just stick around because she was a supermodel, you know, or looked like a supermodel. I think she just a normal model yeah um but yeah it, i thought that was that was brilliant like it wasn't it wasn't just a question I, I i really liked that that the boys weren't just blind to her looks and just went oh we want another really hot woman in the villa so we're yeah. gonna kick around um she she didn't spend enough time meeting everyone else and getting to know them and i think that's that's fair enough and i know that there's been some debate about whether you go into the island on, on love island to find friends or but that's a big part of society if you're living in a house with two people for two yeah. months right Got to try and get on with them. I agree. And that's why Anton's still there, right? I Everyone know. loves Anton because he is a part, a nice an guy. integral part yeah. of that community. Yeah, although he did try and vote out Maura, so I'm a little bit angry with him. Um, my villain of the week is It's Got Be Tom. Um, it was, it was, for a while it was Danny, and actually I felt like... Danny is still a bit of a villain for me, but my expectations of Danny were pretty low. Um, the second he kind of had clocked Molly May, I was like, I'm just something about you that I am not sure I believe in. And so when he turned out to be a total rogue, I was like, well, this is just what I expect from you. So it was my villain. Tom, I had zero expectations of because he was so personality-less. And then for him to turn into such an av- uh, such a below-average bloke, like, just slut-shamey and awkward and duplicitous yeah the lies like, the lies i was like do you know what tom no tom is my villain of the week for sh- making that behavior seem even vaguely normal yeah. whereas i feel with danny everyone went that's terrible behavior and with tom everyone went oh just just a guy isn't he isn't no. the great thing about love island though that i mean you see the comeuppance of lying so quickly i mean <laughs> you've got to be pretty stupid to lie in that villa because not only are there cameras on you but no one has anything to do other than talk and there's only about 12 of you my favourite thing in the villa is when somebody says I'm going to tell you this but please don't tell anyone else I'm like they've got nothing else to do there's literally nothing else has there else. ever been a secret that was genuinely kept in no. that villa I'm trying to say I can't think of anything <laughs> oh well uh, no Sharif for 10 minutes but not 
sun is setting on another episode of Undercover Lover and Charlie and I are off to get out the fluorescent highlighter pens and prepare for a night of slow motion dancing to the latest Mark Bronson single. Thank you so much for joining me, Charlie. It has been great chatting to you, my love. If anyone wants to find you and talk Love Island dating or anything else with you, where can they find you? Um, so my handle on social media is at Charlie Lumen. Charlie is C-H-A-R-L-Y and Lumen is just L-U-M-E-N. Thank you. Um, and if you want to come talk to me, you can obviously find me at Harriet Minter. And as ever, if you love this episode, then please use an ad break in tonight's Love Island to give us a little review. It helps other Love Island fans find us on the podcast store, and together we can finally lure them away from the official podcast once and for all. It's nearly time for us to sign off, but before we do, this week saw some first-class friendship behaviour from Anna and Amber. So in case you ever need anyone to remind you how truly great you are, here's Amber telling it like it is. He's going to regret it. getting upset, go to sleep, take your lashes off, wake up fresh, come and talk to us again. If you need to hear that you're a bad bitch one more time, I'm more than happy to tell you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.